You are listening to the Primitive Intelligence Podcast, episode 414. Can you hear the bell in the background? My house is surrounded by churches. I apologize for the delay. I usually leave the studio slash shop open during the day to let the heat equalize throughout the rest of the house. I forgot to do that yesterday, and I was going to record last night. And when I came home, this room was frigid. It was only seven degrees outside, and this room was – it was just too cold to record. So no recording. So I'm going to get this recorded, get it edited real quick, get it put up. And then um, you'll notice if you're watching the YouTube video, instead of it being a video stream of me sitting here talking – uh, and possibly showing stuff on a computer. It's just going to be the album artwork just because it's one less thing I have to edit and I can get this up a little bit quicker. So for the season, um, in the first two seasons, we did like 15 or 16 episodes and I kind of like around that number. So I'm going to do 16 episodes for season four. This is 14. It's going to leave two more. But the last two very well may be a two-part episode because what I want to talk about is going to have a lot of information. So I think originally I was going to do this episode last and just have it a little more like lighthearted and fun and just not much of anything. But I figured, you know, what I'm going to do this might turn into something bigger. So I might do that as a two part. So without any further ado, episode 414, the conspiracy theories that weren't starts now. So what do I mean by conspiracy theories that weren't? Well, basically, while I was doing all the research for season 14, every week I'd be looking for a new conspiracy and just trying to think of things that I I knew from years ago or had heard about and looked them up and people were giving me ideas on things to look into. And not everything is a conspiracy theory. And that came out like Christopher Walken. That was really weird. Um, That's not a conspiracy either. I'm going to go over a couple of the theories that I looked into, the conspiracy theories that really could have been really cool, but turned out to be absolutely nothing. The first one, a few people had asked me to do uh, an episode on Bigfoot, and I may very well do an episode on Bigfoot, but Bigfoot isn't a conspiracy. So a conspiracy theory is something that's being told to the people to keep them under control by the powers that be. And Bigfoot isn't that. Nobody really knows what Bigfoot is. If it's if he if it's real, if it's not, is it a actual physical animal like living thing? Is it actually really there? Is he ethereal? Is he an alien? Is he from another dimension? Is he even real? Right? There's a lot of questions about Bigfoot, but that doesn't necessarily make Bigfoot a conspiracy theory. Another one was we're living in a, in the Matrix or in a simulation again. Not so much. I guess it could be considered conspiracy theory, but it would have to be that we it's known that we live in a simulation and it had to really be like the Matrix where somebody knows that we're being used as batteries to supply power to our um, technological gods. Like <laughs> that, and I, that's not really the I don't think that's really going on that we might be living in a simulation or in a generated reality is actually has some scientific merit to it. And depending on who you believe and who you talk to or who you listen to, there are indications that possibly the universe itself is a giant simulation. And maybe that's what reality is. Maybe it's just the information from the universe being projected inwards. And who knows? I mean, it all depends on what 
consciousness is and what reality is and what the universe is on how that would even work. Really interesting story. I really want to look into that and get more information on it. That's for another season. Uh, but yeah, not a conspiracy theory. But some of the ones that really look like conspiracy theories that I, I – oh, man, I was so excited about two of these were really, really had me excited. And they just were – they were nothing. The first one was the Betts Mystery Sphere. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the Betts Mystery Sphere, so Betts is B-E-T-Z. Basically, I'll give you a quick rundown of the story. The Betts family lived in Fort George Island, Florida, and there was a brush fire near their home. They were investigating what was going on, and as they were going through the the scorched areas, they found this uh, basically bowling ball size, well, like an eight-inch diameter size um, metal sphere. So originally they thought it was just a cannonball left over from like New World Conquistadors, what, what it says here. So, but they took the sphere back to their house. So a few days later, um, one of them was playing guitar and they said that it started to react to the noise of the guitar. It started making some noises and it started to move around on its own, stopping and changing direction. They said that they start doing experiments with it and it would make a noise when hit with a hammer. That was perfect timing. I don't know if the sound of that bell came through. Um, the church bells are going up behind me. So you hit it with a hammer and make a noise. Most things you hit with a hammer are going to make a noise. It doesn't specify here what kind of noise it make. But it would stop on its own. It would seem to follow people around. An expert from a research firm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, examined the sphere. And he said that he found radio waves coming from it and a magnetic field around it. So this got the attention of the U.S. Navy who asked if they could analyze it. And the family agreed. The Navy takes the sphere. Uh, they take it to the Jacksonville Naval Air Station. They do uh, some x-rays on it. And they said the first attempts to x-ray it failed because the machine wasn't strong enough to penetrate the steel. But two subsequent tests showed the contents of, of the globe, it says here, as a quote. So there, the spokesman from the Navy said, I don't know who manufactured it, but I say it came from Earth. We do know that it's not explosive and it presents no hazard. So the Navy basically said, you got yourselves a metal sphere. It's made out of stainless steel. It's hollow on the inside. The Betts family, not impressed with that answer. They send it to astronomer and renowned ufologist J. Allen Hynek for examination, expecting him to come back and be like, yep, this is a UFO. You got yourself a little alien egg. You, know, you got yourself something special. And this guy just comes back and goes, no, nah, it's man-made. It's, it's just a ball. So there's people who really believe that this is something special. But... <laughs> So this made a little bit of a commotion in Florida. You, know, you got this family who found this this sphere. They claim it's making all these weird moves and stuff like that by themselves. One guy says it's emitting radio waves and magnetic field, and then the Navy and this other guy say no, it's just a ball. I think a, a another uh, I think a, a magazine or a podcast. I think it was called Skeptoid. I don't know if they're still around. They went to check it out and. Um, they said they, they sat there for hours and watched it, and it just sat there. It didn't move. It didn't do anything. Uh, but they were contacted by the president of uh, the supply company near where they, they lived, and he showed them exactly what it is. So, yeah, there's this uh, Jacksonville Equipment Supply Company who saw news reports of this, and they, they found a reporter, and they talked to him and said, look, they compared it to this. It's basically the, the ball of a ball valve, Bell and Howell stainless steel ball. Eight inches across, weighs about 21 pounds, almost exactly the same size as the sphere. 
And this guy says, I'm not saying this thing didn't come from outer space because I've never seen it. All I'm saying is that the physical description of it matches exactly the type of ball that we have in stock. You know, when when asked about how it moved, uh, the Navy spokesperson who, who had given the information about what they found said, I believe the sphere moved because of the construction of the house. It's old and has uneven stone floors. The ball is almost perfectly balanced, and it just takes a little indentation to make it move or change direction. So this isn't really – I mean, I, I just think these uh, – where was the – I did see one story, and I'll see if I can find it, put the link in. But one of the stories was about this uh, hardware store that was not far from their home. And this guy said that they used to use these bell and howl balls for the valves. And they'd go, they'd go pick them up in Jacksonville and they bring them back and they just throw them on like on the top of their van, like in between the rails of their ladder rack. <laughs> they just roll around up there. He goes, yeah, it's not uncommon for us to have gone around a corner. One just flies off the truck and they, they would drive right past this property all the time. So the chances are the Betsy Mystery Sphere was just one of these ball valve balls. Kind of disappointing. It seemed like it could have been this really, really cool thing where they found this bizarre sphere that could move on its own and emit it radio waves. But unfortunately, um, the Navy and uh, astronomer, UFO, ufologist, a guy who probably was like, yes, it's a UFO. And he's like, nah, it's just a ball. (laughs) So that was a big bust, the Betts Mystery Sphere. The next one I was really excited to do and I did the research for it, and the more I looked into it, the more disappointed I got, was the Black Knight satellite. So if you're not familiar with the Black Knight satellite, this is – I've heard about this for a long, long time. And it is this um, – well, it's a satellite. that's orbiting the Earth that n- no one knows where it came from. It's um, – I think it's orbiting over the North Pole or near the North Pole. Okay, so the origin of this goes back to 1899. Nikola Tesla was doing some early radio, radio experiments and started picking up this um, repeating signal coming not from Earth. And had no idea where it was coming from. But, you know, didn't think it could be something so far away. So it had to be... Uh, it, was, it wasn't coming from Earth. It was coming from outside of Earth. So they assumed it was in orbit of Earth. Now, I don't know if we really had the term satellite back then, but 1928, some radio amateur astronomers from Norway also started picking up long-delayed echoes and some signals from the same region, kind of lending credence to what Tesla had heard. <sighs> Later on, people realized that these might actually be pulsars. Now, pulsars weren't identified until 1968, so they would have had no idea of what pulsars are. And pulsars are basically a star that's spinning uh, super fast and is pulsing out signals every time it spins. So it's this um, repeating signal, and you're hearing um, because stars emit more than light. They emit all kinds of frequencies. So you're picking up on those frequencies. Uh, In 1954, a UFO researcher named Donald Kehoe had told newspapers that the United States Air Force had reported two satellites orbiting the Earth had been detected. And at that time, no country had the technology to launch a satellite. Of course, at the time, Kehoe was promoting a book about UFOs. So you got to take that for what it is. 
other reports of this Black Knight satellite always usually turned out to be like um, satellites had gone astray or <laughs> just like pieces of space junk that fly around. But there's a picture from 1998 of this weird looking piece of something in orbit over Earth. And it's what I always see the picture of the Black Knight satellite looking looking like. The funny thing about this, and people go, that's the Black Knight satellite. It's got to be the Black Knight satellite. That's it. It's, there's no explanation for it. What else could it be? It almost looks like a glove, to be honest. But what NASA says it is, and of course, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you don't believe anything NASA says. But what NASA says it is, is that it's like a heat blanket, like a reflective blanket or thermal blanket that was on a, um, like a strut for a satellite or maybe the space station or something like that, that got away from one of the astronauts. And they actually, from this trip where this picture was taken, they actually have the audio of like the commander inside the, the vessel talking to this, the astronaut that's doing the spacewalk. I'm like, hey, yeah, you lost something. And he's like, yeah, I, it got away. Nothing I can do. The funny thing is, though, where this picture is taken is nowhere near the North Pole. So it's not the Black Knight. And it, it just falls apart at that when you actually look at what it really could be. I mean, people are saying it was like 13,000 years old. So there was a, a Scottish author who reviewed uh, some of the research by uh, uh, in 1973 and speculated that they could possibly originate from a 13,000-year-old alien probe located in an orbit around Earth's moon. So it, yeah, it, it, it moves. It moves a lot from North Pole to the moon. Um, he suggests that the probe may have uh, originated from a planet located in the solar system of the star Epsilon Booties. Lunin later retracted his conclusion, saying that he had made outright errors and his methods had been unscientific. So everything you look at for the Black Knight satellite just winds up falling apart. So that was a big, big, big disappointment, the Black Knight satellite. There's a couple stories, uh, a couple of conspiracy theories that went nowhere. I was very disappointed. This, the mystery sphere and the Black Knight satellite, I really had high hopes for those two stories. But what can you do? For season five, I'm not going to follow any kind of common thread. Like season four, I'm doing conspiracies. I'm going to go back to just talk about whatever I want to talk about. So it might be, maybe it'll be Bigfoot, maybe it'll be something different. So if you got ideas, you got things that you guys want to hear, reach out to me, let me know, and uh, I'll start doing the research for them. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I know it's, uh, again, a little bit different than what I had been doing in the beginning of season four. But as I get closer to the end and I'm kind of out of the conspiracy theories that I, <laughs> I had lined up, I got to do what I got. So next week, uh, we'll see. I'll let you know in the beginning of next week's episode if it's going to be that big two-parter. We'll see what information I can find and, uh, and get that out there. So thanks for listening. Get, get ready. Get ready for a potentially big one, big two-parter next week's Primitive Intelligence Podcast. <laughs>